Well, if you brought a Bible, and I hope you did, um, grab it now and open with me to Leviticus chapter 16. Um, <clears throat> for those of you who don't know and are not frequently with us, we uh, observe the Lord's Supper once a month. And what we're doing presently is working through Leviticus 16, which is a description uh, in Israel of the Day of Atonement. And um, uh, using that as the kind of the homiletical a springboard to take us to the, um, to the sacrament itself. Let me just say one other quick thing. Um, every January, I wouldn't hear last week, as you know, but, um, or some of you know, but, but every January, the earliest part of January, the earliest part of July, I remind you of something that I just want to challenge you with. You can do it if you like, but um, it's called Six for Six. We've been doing it for 25 years. Um, make a list of six people that you know that you don't believe have a relationship with Jesus Christ and pray for them for six months, six for six. Um, we're not asking you to invite them to church. We're not asking you to do anything, but simply pray for those people that you know um, in your life, in your family, perhaps in your neighborhood where you're praying for six for six. So um, come July, I'll say that again. Now, Follow me as I read. I'm going to begin at verse 6, but let me remind you, we've already covered verse 6, but it's in this paragraph, and so I'm going to include it in my text this morning. But um, these opening six verses was that how Aaron was to handle his own sin and the sin of his sons in um, on the Day of Atonement. So we're going to start at verse 6 and read through verse 10. Here we go. Aaron shall offer the bull as a sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and for his house. He shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Then Aaron shall cast lots for the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other lot for the scapegoat. And Aaron shall bring the goat on which the Lord's lot fell and offer it as a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement upon it and to let it go as the scapegoat into the wilderness. The grass withers and the flower fades. The word of our God, this word, this, this, my friends, endures forever. Gang, um, the central theme of the Christian gospel is salvation. That is a deliverance from the wrath of God, setting me free to go live a life um, that is according to the way God designed it. Now, because that's the central theme of this entire book, it shouldn't surprise you that it is found throughout this book, dozens, scores, hundreds of times, that message of deliverance from the wrath of God. Um, it comes in all, in, in numerous ways and in a variety of ways. For instance, um, that central theme, 
of deliverance from the wrath of God is found in a building. That is, in the architecture, in the design, in the furnishings of the building. The message of the gospel, deliverance from the wrath to come, is found in the building. Um, you know, maybe one day we ought to take a time to look at that building. But, you know, one of my uh, um, great heroes, well, one of my heroes, Steve Brown, used to say, God doesn't say much, but what he does say, he says often. That message, a deliverance from the wrath of God, comes over and over and over and over again in, in numerous places, places and in a variety of ways. Now, guys, I say all of that uh, as we start this morning to, to say this. That central message of deliverance from the wrath of God is found today, is seen today in two goats. <laughs> two goats are going to preach to us this morning the gospel of Jesus Christ. Two goats. In those two goats is found the central theme, the central message of the, of the, of the Christian gospel. Let me show you what I mean. Here's the deal. On the day of Passover, two goats were brought by the people to the door of the temple and given to the high priest. Two goats. Um, Aaron, the high priest, then cast lots. Now, if that's confusing to you, you don't know what that is, just think of it as rolling dice. I, I don't know exactly what, but they were trying to, which one is which? Which one am I going to make which? And so they, they cast lots through dice and say, okay, this one is going to be this and this one's going to be the other. And so, you know, I love drama. <laughs> but after it was determined which was which, after casting lots, the high priest dressed in all of this finery and the turban and the sashes and the, you know. The high priest would very dramatically, ceremonially, he would lay his hands on the head of the goat, goat number one. Signifying or symbolizing the transferring. By the way, these goats were brought by the people. They represented the people. And so the, the, the high priest is transferring the sins of the people onto the head of the goat. And then you'll notice in your text, it says, goat number one was to be for the Lord. And that goat must die. Um, there, is, um, there is a penalty. There's a penalty for sin. 
blood was extracted. Blood was shed. And we're going to see later on in the chapter in the coming months what, what they did with the blood. But, but the issue for us now is simply these two goats. And um, one goat was slain. And his blood was drawn. Because you see, ladies and gentlemen, there is a penalty for sin. But the message of the goat is that there was a substitute found. There was an innocent sufferer found whose blood was drawn instead of, in the place of, the people. Instead of the people being killed and having their blood drawn for the payment of their sin, it was the goat. Justice was was satisfied for the Lord by the spilling of blood. But there's another goat. <laughs> there's, there's goat number two. He's called, in the text, he's called the scapegoat. You know that word. You've used that word, I bet. Did you realize that the origin of the term scapegoat is Leviticus 16? And that every time that you use it in common parlance, that you are whispering the name of Jesus Christ? Did you know that? Um, goat number two is to live. And the priest would once again, very dramatically, very ceremoniously, very, very um, allegorically, he would transfer the sins of the people onto the head of this goat number two. Laying on goat number two, the sins of the people. Now, now, oh, the plot thickens. What happened to goat number two? Nothing. He was released into the wilderness. Well, what became of that goat? I, I, um, I don't know. I merely know that goat number two, bearing the sins of the people, disappeared and was never heard of again. Why? Because, ladies and gentlemen, there is in goat number two a message for you, a message for us. 
you get it? Let, let me let me define it so that you won't miss it. The message for us is our sin is gone. It's vanished. Not to trouble us ever again. It's paid for. All of the deepest, most humiliating, embarrassing, terrible things that we've done in our past and perhaps even in our present. They're gone. Separated from us as far as the east is from the west. Ladies and gentlemen, what more do you want God to say to you? What what else? How can you miss the gospel in two goats? Not John 3.16. How do you miss the gospel even here? Oh, what inveterate blindness. What obduracy of heart to miss the beauty and purity of the gospel that you see in a goat. Did you see it? That because blood has been spilled, the sin is gone. Guys, don't miss this from this chapter of scripture. Salvation belongs to the Lord and he will do it according to his design. Salvation is not according to the whims and the fancies of men. It will be done according to his design. And whether there are 50 people saved or 50 billion people saved... This had to be done. And here's the gospel. It has been. It has been done. (laughs) It's been done. It's been done by Christ. An innocent sufferer was found. A substitute for the sin of this people. It has been found. All this design that you see emanating from this passage, it's been done. Blood was shed. Sin was paid for, and my sin is gone. Jesus Christ 
is both goats. Let's pray. Our Father, I do pray that you will um, meet us here, that you will remind us of all things um, that are intended for us to know and understand and, and see and believe and taste and enjoy and, and experience because of what Christ has, finished, has, has done for us. I pray, Father, that you will remind us that, that there is a design behind this rich gospel, a design that, that is all yours. And I pray that you will um, deepen us in love for the Savior as we remember all that Jesus Christ has done for us. We, um, we invite you, O Holy Spirit of God, to come meet with your people around this table. We ask it, of course, in Jesus' name.